It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is Andy Gutierrez from starwars.com, and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is James Arnold Taylor, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Hmm, I have a good feeling about this. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Kenobi's Facebook Live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I am your host, Dan Z. Thrilled to be talking Star Wars with each and every one of you. I'm sure some of you who tuned in a little bit early caught the little guffaw. I didn't transition properly to the video, and then it was just me sitting there going, ah, but I did it on purpose because I realized what was happening. Kind of fun. Unpredictable. Exciting. That's what Star Wars Conversation and our wonderful fandom is all about, and I'm thrilled to be talking with you tonight about a lot of great, exciting things. So, uh, Darren says, uh-oh, we are almost out of Bad Batch shows this season. I know, man. Just one left after this week, but the good news is we have season two. It was officially announced last week that we are going to get season two of the Bad Batch. So that is fantastic news. Say hello to everybody who is here tonight in the feed. We've got Minta. This is the way it's CWK Day. Hello, Minta. Good to have you. Hello, Mary. Happy Monday to you. Mason is here. Hello, Mace. Blake says, too bad this week's episode of Bad Batch had nothing to talk about. Said no one ever. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Blake. It's going to be fun to chat with. Hello, Jay. Jay is here. Good to have you. Hello, Daniel. Good to have you, my friend. Ross is here, too. Ross, hopefully got all your stuff done, and you're ready to rock and roll with us tonight. Hello, Terry. Uh, Terry's Look at Terry's profile picture, but he's standing next to two great Terrys. We've got Terry King and Terry Bradshaw, the famous Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, which is cool. Jamie is here. Jamie, good to see you, my friend. Definitely very good to see you. Amber's... Uh, 
no worries. Um, you're not late. You're right on time. Just means we're closer to Kenobi. That's true. And the book of Boba Fett and season three of The Mandalorian and all kinds of fun stuff. Daniel says, hard to get a top five. It certainly was, for sure. Uh, Jason's here. What's up, Jason? He says, what a great episode. It's really hard to limit the list to just five. I hear you. I hear you. And Alex is here, too. Wow, we've got a lot of our, our good friends here. It's so great. And it's been working. I've been asking that you'll share out this feed as we're as you're watching the show and participating tonight and bringing your friends and letting them know, tagging them in the posts so we can have more people join this incredible Star Wars community that we have here. Terry's the one in the black shirt. Ah, thanks, Terry. That clears it all up for us. Oh, Rick is here. What's up, Rick? He says, it's 2 a.m. in the UK. That's right. You are about six hours ahead of me. Yep. So, oh, my goodness. Well, it's uh, hopefully you are able to get some rest after this, and we hope that you are having as good of a time talking stars as we are. I know you are, Rick. It's very good to have you here. All right, so let's do this. Let's see what's brewing in the world of Star Wars this week. Yes, very early. We've got a uh, we've got our, a major MVP in Rick Stevens here. So cool. Yes, true devotion. I love it. All right. Speaking of devotion, uh, before we break down the Galactic Star Cruiser, I wanted to share the big news. I I've asked you a little over a month ago because I I once school starts, I want to change the time of Facebook Live. I wanted to find a time that would work for everybody. I got a lot of good responses from all of you on the survey. So thank you so much for that. So the new time starting next week and in perpetuity is going to be, we're moving it back one hour. Let me get rid of my little picture here. Beep. So yeah, next week we're going to start uh, at 7 o'clock. It's going to be the new time for the show. CWK Live is starting next week at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Since the show started, it's been 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Now I'm moving it back an hour um, so it gives more people time to wind down after the show. I know, uh, Blake in particular, when he, uh, is done with the show, he kind of jumps around and bounces off the walls and drives his wife crazy. So at least now you got some time to wind down. And, uh, when school starts for me, I'll be able to get some stuff done with the editing and other things done earlier too. It's going to work out really, really well. So that is the new stuff as far as the new time for the show. Hopefully you can all still join me. According to the surveys, that seemed to not be a problem, but starting next week, 7 o'clock is the new time for the show. Uh, Blake confirms it. I was right. Minta is excited. I'm glad. I hope you're all here because you all are so integral to what we're doing and the fun that we have on Facebook Live for sure. Yeah, not as late. Uh, Amber says she's going to be late, but you can make it. Amber, of course, no problem. You're never late. We're here for you live on the show. And of course, if you catch the replay, on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel or on Instagram TV. All right, what's brewing in the world of Star Wars? I really can't think of much bigger than what's going on with the Galactic Star Cruiser, okay? So I've tried to prepare. There's a lot of information out there, a lot of things that you're probably concerned with or just things that you want to know about. So I'm going to try to explain to you uh, the best I possibly can. All right, and then Jay says, yeah, only 1 a.m. for Rick. So, Rick, you might get a little more sleep, my friend. Very true. All right, so when you book your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser vacation package. Now, we don't know when it's going to officially open to the public yet. I have no idea. So we'll stay tuned on that. But this is giving you plenty of time to get ready for the big event if you decide to go through with it. 
So you're going to get a two-night stay in a cabin or a suite. It's an ongoing, immersive, and interactive entertainment experience where your choices determine the actual experience on the Halcyon itself. Now, the Halcyon is the name of the actual building or the star cruiser, this, this, the intergalactic starship that you are staying on for your stay, and it's going to be where the building is too. Uh, it also, your vacation package also includes food and beverages on the star cruiser, not counting alcohol or specialty beverages, and a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7, food and cargo, or other select locations at Hollywood Studios. And then you got a mission to Hollywood Studios for a planetary excursion to Galaxy's Edge, valet parking, and an exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser data band, which on our home planet we know as a magic band. So again, you get the two-night stay, you get the everything interactive and immersive, you get to stay on the ship itself, you get food and beverages provided, you get admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios, valet parking, and then that exclusive magic band. So that's all the things you're going to get. Now, what do you need when you're getting your voyage ready? Um, so voyage dates that you have or alternatives, how many people are in your party? Do you want a first or a second dinner seating arrangement? Are you interested in additional activities? And you want to stay at a Disney Resort Hotel before or after your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyage? All things to consider. And again, we're really far away from that. Well, I assume, I guess I really shouldn't say that. I don't know when it's opening because I haven't even accepted any reservations yet because there are no dates of when it's going to actually be available. But those are things they want you to think about. But if you've ever been on an actual cruise itself, then it's very, very similar to that. I mean, people have been saying that for a while and we're starting to see that that's actually true. These are the things they ask you to think about. It says, sleep and relax in the galaxy far, far away. And all the information I have for you is directly from the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser website. Uh, it says... Imagine waking up inside of a Star Wars story, your own Star Wars story. Daniel says, it sounds like a great cruise. It really does. And Terry says, really thinking about this is going to take a lot of planning. I know. And hopefully we'll have some things in place to help you do just that, my friend. You're going to be able to relax in comfort and gaze out of your cabin or suite window as ships, planets, stars, and other breathtaking galactic sights float past on the majestic canvas of the cosmos. The Star Cruiser features 100 well-appointed cabins and suites, each one radiating an atmosphere of elegance, style, comfort, and exclusivity. Your Star Wars story continues. Even in your cabin or suite, you'll be amazed by the attention to detail. Even if you fly from one side of the galaxy to the other, you'll never stay anywhere like the cabins or suites at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Yep, start saving money, as Marian mean to point out. That's exactly what I've been saying for this ever since I heard about it, honestly. Alex says he can't wait to book his trip. I can't wait either, man. It's going to be fun. All right. So here are the room options for you here. You've got some good looks at the standard cabin. And yes, I know you're thinking it, Mason. And so I'm just going to blurt it out in case anybody else is wondering. But if you see the top picture with the gentleman with the red jacket above him is a big, uh, looks like a window or something. That's a bunk bed. Those are bunk beds in the standard cabin. Amazing. And if you look at the bedspread itself, it's got that same symbol. From that video with the Imagineers from a few weeks ago. Must be the symbol for the Galactic Star Cruiser. Daniel says Dan needs to give us a virtual tour when he gets his VIP invite. <laughs> well, if I am lucky enough to go, Daniel, I will certainly be doing a live show from there. Of course, you know, who knows? I hope the force is with me, but we will see. So in your standard cabin, it's fitted with furnishings and fixtures designed to ensure comfort while traveling throughout the galaxy including a pull-out table and a TV with entertainment from your home planet and a window 
with a view out into space and see the whole idea of your home planet that that's your your link to earth basically uh jay jay says how much is galactic star cruiser it's high it's very high <laughs> that's what kt says we're going to get to pricing here in a second so in a standard cabin sleeps four to five passengers uh there is a queen bed and two berths or bunk beds for one adult each and a wall pull down for bed for one adult sleeping five so it says it's an adult notice the bunk beds fit adults but of course kids fit in there too it's got a mini refrigerator hair dryer and cabin safe a phone, interactive TV, and then, of course, the, the shower products. Blake says, the itinerary is a little too much for me personally, even if I could afford the cinema, but I hope there's plenty of videos of it online for me. Blake, don't worry, man. We'll figure it out. All right. The Galaxy Class Suite is the next step up. There's another window into what this looks like. It's quite a bit bigger. Uh, there's more of a living room area, I guess. I mean, honestly, to me, just seeing these rooms and being inside them looks Pretty spectacular. Um, so the Galaxy Class Suite, and I know I'm reading this for those of you watching now, but for people listening to the audio feed of this, I hopefully it will be very helpful. It's a one-bedroom Galaxy Class Suite. features a living space complete with an integrated seating area, and you have all the comforts of standard cabins, plus a double vanity bathroom, bar area, two windows with views out into space, and a few extra Star Wars surprises. So this leaves four people. Uh, it's got a queen bed and two wall pull-down beds for one adult each. So it sounds pretty similar to the previous one. I'll go back to it. Uh, well, the the small the standard cabin has more room to sleep. Basically, this one you're sacrificing the extra bed to sleep for a big living room hangout area. So that's the difference there. And the final one is the Grand Captain Suite. So this is a two-bedroom Grand Captain Suite with ample room for the whole family and featuring a posh living space complete with an integrated seating area. You'll have all the comforts of a standard cabin plus a main suite with a double vanity bathroom, a second bathroom with a single vanity, a bar area, three windows with a view out into space, and again, a few extra Star Wars surprises. It sleeps eight people. It's got two queen beds, two bunk beds for one adult each, and, and two wall pull-down beds for one adult each. Darren says, I wonder how immersive, like what if you sneak out of your room in the middle of the night, stay with a blast or something, would this be cast into this? Better be for the full immersion. You know what, Darren? I don't know. I hope so. We're going to be finding out a lot of basics on that. Uh, Daniel says he's going to take the basics cabin. It sounds, Daniel, like you were asking, it sounds like it's as immersive as you want it to be. And you can be completely in on all the little parts and side missions and adventures. And you can pick if you want to be a smuggler or with the resistance or the first order or maybe even follow the path of a jedi um but you can also just kind of sit in the sidelines and just enjoy it and hang out in your room and take a nap so i guess it's up to you which is cool terry says throw in a wookie life day bathrobe and i'm in well i do know that there are going to be some extra features <laughs> that we'll get to that not necessarily the life day robe all right so they gave us a sample itinerary on the website i have broken it up into three separate uh slides but here's day one, there's day two, and there's day three. So day one, uh, this is approximations. You're going to arrive at your terminal at one, launch pod to the Star Cruiser, 115 to 130. You've got ship orientation from 145 to 215. You've got refreshments from 3 to 330. Sabak lessons from 330 to 4, which I think is neat. Muster, which is pretty standard on a cruise, basically what you would do in case you had to escape or evacuate, in case if there's an emergency, pretty standard stuff. There's a captain's reception from 4.30 to 5. Dinner featuring live music from 5.30 to 7. I'm going to fast forward to get to the bottom. 
Uh, then you've got uh, Outer Rim Regalia, whatever that is. Then you've got Unexpected Show Moments. You might prove your metal to join an elite smuggling ring. Hide a still way to resistance. Who knows? That's from 730 to 8. There's Bridge Training, which I assume is in the front of the ship where you are, appear to pilot it. And then Special Atrium Entertainment from 830 to 845. That's the first day. Day two, you have breakfast from 7 to 8. Then you get a private transport shuttle to Batu from 815 to 825. Then you're guaranteed to be on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which is pretty spectacular. That's from 845 to 930. Then you've got a story moment where you might broker a deal for a heist or arrange to steal a ship from the First Order. Hard to say. That's from 930 to 950. All taking place, by the way, in Galaxy's Edge on Batu. So even more immersive than it already is. Then you're on Smuggler's Run. The Falcon from 10 to 10.30. Launch at Docking Bay 7 from 11.15 to 11.45. Then you transport your shuttle back to the Star Cruiser where you will have lightsaber training from 1 to 1.30. Then a droid racing competition from 2.30 to 2.50. Build a model ship from 3 to 3.30. Then a Sabacc tournament from 4 to 5. Cocktails at the Sublight Lounge from 5 to 5.30. Taste around the Galaxy Dinner from 5.30 to 7. Another story moment. Bring in the highest plan of action. Bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. Lots of fun stuff like that. And then after that story moment, the spectacular finale from 10 o'clock to 11. And then the last night, basically, uh, you would have for breakfast. Then your launch pad to the terminal. You're out of there by 10 o'clock. So that is a loose itinerary. It looks like you're packing quite a bit in. Doesn't seem like you're going to get much chance to relax, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. Uh, James says, wouldn't it be cool if you had a lightsaber and every time you walk by clone to try to kill you acting out order 66? That would be kind of wild. Um, Blake says, a 901 Vader enters your room, only one leaves. Well, that's scary. <laughs> James says, as long as I don't take you to Naboo to hang out with Jar Jar, I'm good. That's right. Well, I don't think Jar Jar or the clones are going to be a part of this because this all takes place uh, during the sequel trilogy. So you're safe there. Darren says the schedule seems interesting and so fixed. And keep in mind, Darren, I, I agree with you. But I also know that nothing's happened. They haven't had a single voyage yet. So we don't know how it's going to adjust. Uh, they haven't gotten a chance to test it all yet. So they're going to have to go through all that stuff. And who knows what they'll learn from that. This is just a sample idea itinerary. Because if people are going to plunk down this kind of money, they want to know what they're spending their money on. So that, I'm guessing, is why that's like that. So yes, it's, it's very, very busy. It also says... Uh, throughout your adventure, you're encouraged to don your galactic best. You can also um, just wear uh, apparel from your planet. In other words, just whatever you want to wear. But apparently, uh, like if you buy the Jedi costumes or you make your own costumes or you cosplay, that is welcome and encouraged on the ship, which is very exciting for a lot of people because you don't usually get to do that at Disney. And then apparently on ShopDisney.com, you're going to have options to buy clothing I assume like the pictures we're seeing right here. So there's going to be a lot of things you can do. Dinner-wise, here's some of the options. I have no idea what these foods are, what they taste like, but I'm sure they're good because you've got the finest chefs in the in the world that are creating things for Galaxies Edge, so you know they're going to be good. Uh, there's the dinner there for you. The Crown of Corellia is the dining room. It's the enticing table service supper club with a special musical appearance by Galactic Superstar. Second night, the Taste Around the Galaxy showcases courses inspired by the geography and environments of iconic destination planets throughout the galaxy. How exciting. A group appetizers to the table, an entree, and especially plate of dessert. 
and you can decide if you want a first or a second dinner when you book your vacation package. So do you want to eat early or do you want to eat late? Again, just like it is on a cruise. Uh, Jason says the top photo looks like a rainbow. My daughter would, would be all in. Yeah, it looks really good, doesn't it? Uh, this is breakfast and lunch. Also available in the glamorous crown of Karelia dining room. Help yourself to colorful fare from all across the galaxy, all over the galaxy, along with your familiar fares from your home planet. So you see, it's not just going to be things from the Star Wars universe that we have not gotten a chance to experience yet, but also things that you're familiar with from home. And then you got breakfast that's hot and cold, small plates, beverages, juices, fresh brewed coffee, yum. Uh, Bubba Wamba's Family Farms Blue Milk. Well, there you go. And then small bites like sandwiches, soups, fl mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. Excellent. Fruity Pebble Shrimp. I wondered about that. I don't know. Okay, so let's get to the big stuff. This is it right here. These are sample standard cabin rates. Remember the cabin one was the, the one that was just the basic room. Still looked pretty cool to me. These are the options that they have right now. Uh, so there's a fine print down there. I mean, all the, all these are for two nights and three days, but the day you basically leave in the morning. So a two to guest per cabin is $1,209 per guest per night, or in other words, $4,809 total. Uh, three guests per cabin, two adults, one child, $889 per guest, or $5,299 per night. Four guests per cabin, three adults, one child, $749 per guest per night, or $5,999 total. So as you can see, the more people in your cabin, the cheaper it gets per person. So yes, I know that this is very, very pricey. I, I definitely understand and I definitely empathize with you on that. But here's kind of how I'm framing it. You're getting to stay in a in a building, in a starship per se, that you can't do anywhere else in the world. I mean, literally you can't. Your food is covered. Your theme park admission is covered. You're guaranteed on a rise resistance. Millennium Falcons, and you get parts of Batu all to yourself. And it's just, you're, I mean, it's, it's a definitely a high level experience and you're paying a high level premium. It's, it's, it's very immersive and interactive. It's unlike anything we've ever seen. This is a pretty extreme thing. So some people may never get a chance to do it. Some people may only do it once in their life. Either way, I totally understand. I mean, it's it's certainly going to be a challenge for me, but what I'm going to do if I want to do this, and I want to do this, is I'm going to have to save. And if I have to put off my vacation an extra year so I can get a chance to do it, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. But I understand it's not for everybody. There, there's, certainly, it's certainly, there's certainly nothing wrong with saying, this is too much for me. I totally get that, but it's, to me, it looks, it's frightening, but it's also so exciting, right? I mean, this is a primo vacation and you're getting primo prices. Now, is it worth the value? I honestly can't look you in the face and tell you that it is. And I can't tell you that it isn't because I've never done it. If I get a chance to do it, I'll be sure to be honest and tell you exactly what you can expect. And if it is in fact worth your value, I'm guessing that it's going to be because we're all massive Star Wars fans, and we're very excited about the possibility. I mean, just staying in that room. And, and another thing where they get you to really think about how you want to save your money if you want to do it is that you can't even go in the lobby and check it out unless you're a guest. So it's not like when you're there, other people are going to be walking around taking pictures and running out and leaving. 
it's not going to happen that way because this is a very exclusive experience. People have worked very, very hard to get to this point. So if you decide you want to do it, hard to say. Uh, but it, to me, it looks very exciting. Okay. So James says you got to be rich like any celeb to afford that. Well, hopefully that's not the case or I will not be able to go, but I'm definitely going to save and do my best. It is crazy expensive, but it looks like it's crazy fun. Jason says I'll have to increase my smuggling operations to pay for it. Daniel gives a yow emoji. Amber's kind of gritting her teeth, but also probably feeling the same as all of us. Terry says I'm game to create a CWK crew for the four-person cabin if anyone is open to it. And Mita says, dang, I'll have to start a Kickstarter campaign. And Daniel says, you get what you pay for. Exactly. That's kind of my thoughts, too. Like, you're going to pay a lot, but you're going to get more than you could possibly, possibly imagine. Uh, she says, for that price, they should bring in some Star Wars stars to do an autograph signing on the cruise. Man, wouldn't that be cool? Mary says, if you had close friends or family to share the cost of the biggest room, that would be helpful. A very good point. A very good point. Darren says, it'll be interesting what the price will be in one or two years later. Yeah, I will be interested in that. Ross says, I love what they've done. I expected the premium pricing, but expect it will be worth it for from Disney and the Imaginators. Yes. I mean, you, you do get sticker shock. I got sticker shock, but it is a, it's a premium experience. So expect premium prices. Um, so I, I can say, and some of you probably already noticed this if you've been following us on social media, um, that we've got um, Becky and the team uh, are very understanding of all the things that are going into this and what kind of questions that you have. There's not a lot of information we have. But we do have, if you are interested in being added to the interest list, then email starcruiser at mei-travel.com. I have done that myself because, of course, I'm interested in being on the interest list. On the interest list. So what the interest list is, is for, a way for you to say, hey, I'm interested in knowing when these go on sale because I want to be, I want to really think about it. Please keep me in mind. So you get a no-cost, no-obligation quote. Right. This is your chance to sign up for the Galactic Star Cruiser for a no cost, no obligation quote. So that if you decide that you want to do it, um, you will have the opportunity to do so. I predict personally that these things are going to fill up quickly. I don't know. Now, do I have to be on the very first ship a cruise ever? No, I don't. I don't care if it takes me a year or two years or three. I want to go on it eventually, which leads me to my next question for you. So I've been talking and trying to plan and figure out a way that we can do some sort of a coffee with Kenobi experience. So I'm very much looking into what that might mean and what that might be like uh, for all of us. So what I'm thinking is uh, I'm looking into ideas as soon as they release more booking details. So for all of you here listening either whether it's here or on Facebook Live or the replay on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube or listening to the audio feed of this, if you are at all interested in considering all of us going on the Galactic Star Cruiser at the same time, I'm looking into possibilities about that with MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Okay? So no promises because we don't know. There aren't a lot of details, but I'm looking into possibilities. So if you're all remotely interested in saying, hey, you know what? I want to experience the Galactic Star Cruiser with Dan Z. Awesome. I think that would be great, too. So let's keep that in the back of our minds. Maybe if we all win at the same time or a similar weekend or something like that, 
maybe it wouldn't seem so overwhelming. Ross says he is in. Well, that is good. I'm pretty sure that my 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 dear son Mason Michael Z is in as well. Uh, so Mason, let me know. So just consider it. Again, we don't have any dates or any ideas at all. Uh, Jay says the whole group idea is fantastic. Swinging uh, 1300 for myself is a whole lot better than the full price. Exactly. And like Mary uh, said, uh, if the if four people got together, hopefully you know each other. That would certainly help. And everybody contributed, you know, in four ways. That would be a lot easier too. Uh, Mary says, no sooner than 23 since Celebration is next year, and a few of us will be going to that. That's what I was thinking, too. I would think we would do it after Celebration, because a lot of us will be traveling for Celebration anyway, so we'll just kind of space it out a little bit. So, I just want to gauge your interest. Maybe I'll make a little survey to see if people are interested in considering that. We could also look at trying to book uh, the Disney Wish, because they have a Star Wars lounge area, but that's just one little area. Uh, so it depends on cost and a lot of things. So we will certainly consider it. Um, Blake says, did someone say celebration? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we've got we've got some possibilities. We've got some possibilities, but I just want you to know that we are certainly looking into ideas. Okay, I think I've babbled enough. Alex says he is interested. I am glad. So we can have our own little celebration. We'll see. But what we're doing tonight, right now, is we're going to do our top Five. Before we get to the top five, let me remind you that starting next week in perpetuity, Facebook Live is going to 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so that will be starting next week, 7 o'clock. Hope to see you all there. Daniel's voting for the wish, of course. Uh, so that would be, that's cool too. You know, I, I it's good to have options, I think. All right. Speaking of options, I know you've got a lot of options and ideas here. So top five moments from the Bad Batch episode, Return to Camino. What a spectacular, spectacular episode. Man, oh man, am I excited to talk about this one with all of you. I mean, this was the 15th episode in season one. Now we know we're getting season two, so we're going to have much more Bad Batch to talk about. Season two will be coming in 2022. But we still got to get through the penultimate episode of season one, Return to Camino. So I am looking forward to your top fives. My number five, so we're just going to kick it off right now, is, oh, not Hunter tracking. Whoops, that's wrong. I thought I had the other one on there. Let me see. Beep. My other one was about the tube, the secret tube. Let me find that here for you. I don't know why that happened. Okay. Da, da, da. Sorry, I'm just doing a little bit of adjustments on the fly here. Talk amongst yourselves, everybody. Four, three, two, one. There it is. Tube system and secrets. So just the fact that we had that uh, Nalase had a a secret landing platform and a tube and had these secrets underneath the underwater surface of Camino was so captivating to me. The lighting, the mood, all that was just so cool. Mary says, I'm not sure. Mine are really in a five to one order. There were the, these are the most impactful scenes for me. Hey, that's great. It was hard to narrow it down. Number five for Terry, Omega's knowledge of Camino. Amber's number five, returning to Camino. 
For Jason, number five was Kevin Kiner's use of the Camino music from Intact of the Clones. He's a master of weaving original score and music from the films together. So Terry, Amber, and Jason, thank you for your top fives. The Camino's a fascinating planet to me. And learning more about it, which I, you just thought in the surface, there's not much to talk about. Based on Attack of the Clones, it's just kind of one little plot point. But it's there, man. There's a lot to see. Blake says, seeing that secret entrance into the city, it's a basic idea, but I thought it was executed in a really cool way. Agreed? Number five for me to the tube, it's secrets. It was interesting to see where the gang were created. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, all Clone Force Center and Omega were created in that secret little room. Number five for Mary Omega's plan for landing on the hiding platform in the tube system. I love that too. Daniel's number five, Omega really becoming one with the team as she draws her weapon every time they do now. My wife wanted this one on the top five. Well, tell your wife that is a very good choice. Very good. Uh, Ross, number five, the sequence of all the empty spaces in Topoka City with an amazing soundtrack playing prior to the Venado Star Destroyer's opening fire. A very uh, powerful emotional sequence at the end. Number five for Jay, the secret lab reveal and Omega's knowledge of it. Yes, for sure. Number five for Alex, when they fire on Camino from orbit, it felt like truly the end of the Clone Wars now and the end of an era. Yeah, it was like a clear transition. Clone Wars, clones, Camino, that's all done. The Empire is blowing it up to start their own little regime of, of cruelty, for sure. Number five for Mason is the secret platform and just landing on that secret platform and how exciting and surprising that actually was. Let's go ahead and jump into number four. Number four, chip removed. That What I mean by that is the fact that Crosshair reveals at the end a very dramatic, tense moment, a couple of them when he's talking with Hunter, where we learn that he actually doesn't have the chip. He's doing all this stuff without his inhibitor chip. What is going on with Crosshair? We don't know yet, assuming that the next episode will tell us. But either way, adding that mystery and that wrinkle, knowing that there's more than two sides to this story, is fascinating stuff to me. Number four for Terry, Omega's story at the secret lab and her emotion talking about it. She was emotional. It wasn't cool her hair was wet there too. I love that. Number four for me to the return of AZ. Yes, AZ was awesome. Number four for Jason, the animation of Omega with wet hair. I just thought she looked really cool. Exactly what my, I was just saying. I thought that was neat too. It didn't happen really long, but you don't often see that modification. I thought that was neat. Amber's number four, seeing the room the Bad Batch was created in, I wonder how it felt for the badge to see it removed. I know, I hope we get to see a lot more of that, Amber, because that was really fascinating. Jay, the return of AZ. Uh, I wrote down actually AZ's call sign. Where is it? AZ1-3 is, is what it, it says in the, in the actual credits at the end. Aras, record tech and echo taking the lift into the training center with crosshair waiting. Kind of a nice um, bookend to the first episode of them going into that little training center. Number four for Mary, Crosshair feeling left behind. The scenes with Hunter, and then later with the rest of the team shooting the troopers in one shot. Nice callback to Clone Wars, um, the last season of the Clone Wars. Number four for Blake, learning that Omega actually saw the Bad Batch get made. There were about ten tubes in there, so who knows what other experiments are out there. Yes, I know, right? Who knows? It's going to be cool to see. Hopefully we find out someday. Daniel's number four, the Camino landing pad bubble tube system. I love the ship sound getting lower and lower. The sound effects continue to be out of this world in this, ep in this 
series. It's funny to say out of this world because everything in Star Wars is out of this world, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that was great. Alex Omega leading the team to the secret lab. It's fascinating. Number four for Mason is the tube system uh, that we've been talking about and just how intricate it is. What a cool attraction that would be at Walt Disney World, by the way. That would be awesome. All right, let's go to number three. Number three is the reunion. At the end of the episode, there's a realization that Crosshair is going to fight with Clone Force 99. And when that happens, it's pretty spectacular. The music rises to this massive crescendo. It's the epic theme music. Maybe as loud as we've ever heard it in Star Wars The Bad Batch. We've got all five of them together and just got, kind of had got that goosebump moment where you're very excited that they're working together as a team. It's just so great. So great. Number three for Minta, Crosshair's chip removal. What is he getting at? I know. What is going on with him? Number three for Amber, Tech not knowing everything and him adjusting to that, which is, I agree, that was super cool. Uh, number three for Ross, Admiral Tarkin, you may fire when ready, which Mason pointed out to me again tonight. Hey, he says that twice in his life, but the next time is going to be one of the last times because he's on the Death Star. Exactly. Number three for Darren, the hidden landing pad and lab. So, so cool. Alk is the same with me, the reunion itself and the music. Number three for Jason Wrecker, is that true? How could I possibly know that? I love text one-liners. I do too, Jason. He's he's pretty fun. That great deadpan delivery. Number three for Jay, when Omega releases the droids and a team working together again. Yes. Blake, number three, seeing all members of the Bad Batch actually in combat again for the first time since the premiere. I think it's a precursor to season two. Yes. Number three for Terry, the TK's intuition. Crosshair may not be following the plan, and he doesn't. I know. I know. I thought that was a cool little sign. And when you watch it the first time, you want to believe that's true, but you just don't know. Number three for Mary, the concern for Omega by the team as they were heading to Camino when they land and are in the tube when they are in Nala Say's lab. Yes, for sure. Number three for Daniel, the reveal of the birthplace and finding AZ. Omega is so emotionally mature. She is... She's such a role model. I, honestly, I'm going to say it. she's a she's a she's a role model for for coping with and embracing emotions, but not letting them drive you. I just think she is she really is remarkable. All right, so let, Mason's number three is also the reunion that I have that Alex mentioned, and them all working together again. A spectacular, exciting moment. One of the most exciting of the entire uh, series, in my opinion. Number two for me, the ricochet shot that Mary alluded to before. Uh, Tech notices it and kind of elbows, I think, Echo. But Crosshair has clearly put up those little reflecting mirrors that adhere to the wall, like in the fourth episode of the last season of The Clone Wars. And he makes that blast and takes out all the TKs at the same time. That was awesome. And it was just kind of cool to see Crosshair on the side of good again. That was great. Number two for Alex, the same thing in the Crosshair. Uh, admitting it to them, definitely. Uh, Jason Tech sometimes reminded me of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. I can see that. I can certainly see that. Uh, Darren's number two, Omega activating the attack droids. That was awesome. We let out quite a yell over at our house when we watched that. Number two for Amber, Crosshair's chip removed. Yeah, the excitement of that, what it means. And of course, he doesn't tell us when it happened, but he says it was a while ago. Uh, let's see. I already did that one. Uh, Ross. Number two, they don't leave their own behind most of the time. Crosshair is haunting uh, throughout the episode, but there's a line from him that hit me the hardest. 
oh, I know. And when it first happened, you're like, wait, did he just say that? Wait, what's going on? Is he confessing that his feelings were hurt? It was really interesting. Uh, number two for Minta, same as mine, Crosshair's trick shot. An awesome sequence. Number two for Blake, the conversation between Hunter and Crosshair answered so much and had so much depth in the dialogue. It really did. Quite profound. Number two for Jason, speaking of, Crosshair, they don't leave their own behind most of the time. Hunter says, you tried to kill so we didn't have a choice. And Crosshair says, and I did. Wow, so heavy and well done. It's just, there's a lot to break down. When, when I talk later about this episode for a more detailed breakdown of Coffee with Kobe, you can bet we're going to be talking about that conversation. Terry's number two, Crosshair's revelation of Hunter's leadership to the team. Number two for Daniel, Crosshair and Hunter dialogue in the turmoil they were going through. Maybe the whole chip was not removed. Well, I didn't consider that. What if only it was partially removed? Very interesting. And number two for Alex, Crosshair admitting that it's his choice to join the Empire and that his chip is removed. Sorry for the comment earlier sent before I finished typing. No, no problem. And I knew you would come through and you, of course, did as always. Number two for Mary, Omega's maturity. We see her reactions to Camino, the lab, her facial reactions, and how she has become such an integral part of the team. Yes, she's great. She is so great. Uh, Macy's number two was the blast bounce off the ricochet shot that I had as well. I promise Mason and I make our list. Uh, we take notes for our watch in the show and we write stuff down. And we don't compare notes. We just happen to sometimes come up with the same stuff because, you know, hey. It's a Zare thing, I guess, right? Pretty good stuff. I'm proud to be able to match anything that Mason does. He's pretty, pretty smart little guy. Let's get to number one. When Crosshair says, they talk about loyalty, and Crosshair says to Hunter, quite matter-of-factly, and quite, no, no, it's not matter-of-fact at all. I take that back. He's hurt. He says, you weren't loyal to me. And then it hits you, this rush of emotions that you're just debating hits you. Crosshair's feelings are hurt. He's sad. He feels like they betrayed him. Wow. That adds some real complexity and nuance. Bravo, Jennifer Corbett and, the t- and Brad Rao and the team at Lucasfilm Animation. What a great surprise twist. I loved it so much. Number one for Mary. The reunion of the Bad Batch, something we haven't seen since the Clone Wars. Could it mean they'll be band together again? I sure hope so. I certainly hope so. Number one for Darren. Crosshair being taken with the Bad Batch. Wasn't that cool how he Hunter outdrew him and stunned him? Terry's number one, Crosshair, does not get left behind. That's right. He's not getting left behind again. Number one for Jason, the destruction of Topoka City, the empty mess hall, the cloning lab, the sound effects being drowned out by the music. So haunting and so sad. Boy, you talk about a master class in storytelling for sure. Number one for Ross Omega, her confidence, bravery, and dedication to the Bad Batch. After All after experiencing some nature of PTSD from returning to Nalase's private lab, especially Omega's nod of approval when Hunter says... They're taking crosshair with them. Yes. There's, there's a lot of emotion in this small amount of time. It was really great. Jay's number one. The last couple of minutes of the episode with the views inside an entire Topoka City, the destroyers firing, and the music. Yes. Amber's number one. Reunion. Crosshair's one-liners. Crosshair does have a point. Crosshair killing the TK troopers and then Camino being destroyed. They're all tied for first. All right, Amber, we will allow it because there's a lot of great stuff there. I can certainly understand why all those things uh, moved you. And one for Alex, Hunter not leaving Crosshair behind, definitely. And one for Mary, the escape and destruction of Camino, how haunting and sad, the ending with just the black screen and no or very little sound. Amazing. Truly. The way it just kind of goes to black. And one for Blake, those three to four shots of empty rooms on Camino before it got destroyed. I was 13 when episode two came out and I never thought almost 32 that location would give me that emotional reaction. 
I know. I agree. I agree. That was really powerful stuff. Bravo to Lucasum again for making, creating that pathos within us. Daniel's on one of the internal empty shots of Camino before Rampart opens fire. The part was so touching and creepy. Truly was. Uh, Terry, a close mention on my list was watching the city fall apart as the Empire fired upon it. That was very emotional. Number one for Mason was AZ, the return of AZ, which we love from uh, the Clone Wars um, and just helping discover the inhibitor chip in the first place in Clone Wars and then just seeing this this character that kind of helped was there at the beginning with the clones and first learning about the inhibitor chip and then seeing sort of the ending of the Clone Wars program overall. I mean, it's definitely done. They can't build any more clones on Kamino after this for sure. All right, I almost lost my voice. We've done a lot of talking today, but it's been worth it talking about all this great stuff. Next week, of course, top five moments from the season finale of The Bad Batch. Season finale, not the series finale, because as we know, the series will go on next year, 2022, which is very exciting. Speaking of exciting, do not forget, and we're going to get to Ask DMZ here in a second, but I want to remind you again, next week is our brand new time. 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, CWK Live starting next week. And that's going to be like that forever. I'm moving it back an hour so that people can get started earlier on the show and get done earlier and have the rest of their night to be with their family and get ready for the next day. Uh, Jay's honorable mentions, you may fire when ready, definitely. Mita says she's not ready for it to end. I know, but boy, is it really paid off for sure. All right, let's jump into Ask Dan Z. All right, uh, let's jump into the questions that you have. Darren says, what's the chance Lucasfilm was going to make the Bad Batch one season? They saw the popularity, so decided to make a second. Knowing this might Lucasfilm have changed the last episode or two from the story they originally had um, to make room for the second season. Darren, that's a good question, an interesting one. I, I have no inside information, but I would theorize that as long as it takes to make these seasons and these episodes and to animate them, to draw them, and to get the music and the sound effects, takes a really long time. My guess is they had already always planned or hoped to have seasons, multiple seasons, because you can't just up and change it like that. At the end, because it would take too long, we wouldn't have the entire season. So my guess is they had it planned, and my assumption is they have a complete story for season one, but room to grow to season two. So I guess we'll find out next week. Uh, Minta wants to know if I've seen the new Suicide Squad movie. I've actually seen the first hour of it. So I won't say just yet, but it's definitely R-rated for a reason. It's definitely not something for kids, I'll say that. But Harley Quinn is great, as always. Blake, if they're going to make a new retro-style figure of a newer character, who would you want? I want the whole Bad Batch in retro-style, just like they did with the Mandalorian. As you can see them all back here, I opened them up. I think we talked about that before. I would love a Bad Batch of the retro-style. What are the chances we see any other Jedi in the show? I don't know. I can't imagine they'll be very high because they're all in hiding. The few that are remaining after the purge are after Order 66. So I don't know. It would, it would be great to see Obi-Wan or someone like that, but I can't imagine that will work. Ross, are, are the I and the V connected in the new CWK live logo on purpose as a nod to A New Hope? Interesting question. We'll have to ask Corey Club that the 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 designer extraordinaire, the, the man of a thousand artistic ideas, but it wouldn't surprise me. He's pretty clever. Mary says, I noticed with the captions on the other troopers were designated ES 
Otuni SL3 not TK. Wondered why. You know what? I wondered that too, and it said that at the end of the captions. I don't know. I'm going to try to find out. That's a fascinating question. Danny, going to cosplay when you go on your trip to the Galactic, Galactic Star Cruiser. Alex, I've thought about this, of course. And you know what? What I would do is I would grow my beard out, which I'm going to do pretty soon anyway, because I always grow my beard during the school year, and get the Jedi thing going, man. I mean, come on. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Danzy, Jedi robe, beard. It's a natural fit, right? What about you, man? What are some of your ideas for all of uh, CWK going to the Galactic Star Cruiser? I, Amber, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to work it out um, with Becky and a team at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. But I, I think it'd be cool to kind of say, hey, we're thinking about going. And then we'll just say, you know, and it wouldn't I wouldn't be next year because next year is celebration. And, we, and I think that's too much to ask people to do that. But probably something like, hey, in 2023 or 2024, we're going to go this time. Join us there if you can. Probably something like that. Uh, Blake says his mind is blown, right? Um, Terry says, Matt, the radar tech. You know what? That would be Maybe that would be going for you, Terry. I like it. I think you'd be great at that. Uh, uh, Jay says, I think it stands for Elite Squad. That could be. That could be. And they're all, they're all kind of brand new to the team anyway. Yeah, cool. I think, Amber, I think it will be cool. I'll put that this promo up there again for you. But remember... If you're ready to take a trip that's out of the world, out of this world, be sure to email StarCruiser at mei-travel.com to be added to the interest list. Now, remember, this isn't you signing up for a cruise. This isn't you putting down any money. This is you putting your name on the list so that they can say can reach out to you and say, "Hey, there are openings. There we do have dates. If you're still interested, I will help you get a no cost, no obligation quote." So just there's no risk or no loss of emailing this. I did it. Of course, as soon as I found out it was an option to be added to the interest list. So be sure to do that if you want to get a chance. Because my assumption, again, is that these are going to book pretty quickly. I guess we'll just kind of wait and see, won't we? It's going to be fun. Our CWK Alliance follow. We had Dustin Mills join us, the awesome Dustin Mills. And he joined us to share his, as we did our top five favorite graphic novels. And boy, was it fun. We talked about superheroes. We talked about all kinds of great stuff. So that is going to do it for this week's Coffee with Kenobi Live. Let's see. Be sure to join me again next week at our new time at 7 o'clock p.m. where we're going to just do our thing, right? We're going to talk about the last episode of Season 1 of The Bad Batch. You have your top five. We'll talk about what's brewing and give you any information that I can about the Galactic Star Cruiser and all kinds of things going on in the world of Star Wars. Terry, thank you so much. Uh, have a great week. Terry is heading Galaxy's Edge pretty soon, which is exciting. Jason said, lots of fun as always. Have to be part of this group. Jason, we're happy to have you and all everyone else here. Amber, may the force be with you. Amber, thanks so much for joining us. Good night, Blake. Um, good to have you as always, my friend. Mary, thanks so much. Friday's going to be awesome and sad all the same time. I know. It's going to be it's going to be great to um, close this chapter of Season 1 and see what's going to happen later. Alex, good night to you. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next time at our brand new time at 7 o'clock p.m. Remember, this is the podcast you're looking for. See you real soon. Hey, that was a Mickey Mouse thing. See you real soon. Later, everybody. 
This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. 